Hi there, this is Patrick, and you're listening to Youth St. Stephen, a podcast produced by the youth ministries here at St. Stephen Lutheran Church. Thanks for joining us today. We're so glad you're with us. Enjoy the message. Whoa there. Hey, it's time to squat up. You know, everybody wants a squad, a community of people that care about us. They help, they support, and they give us a place to belong. In our series, we're going to discover why the word church means something way bigger than a building. We're going to learn what life was like for some of the earliest Christians. And we're going to explore four big ideas. Those ideas mean as much for us today as they did to Jesus' people 2,000 years ago. The truth is, we can all be a part of God's family. And because we're God's family, we can do for others what God has done for us. We can grow together, and most importantly, we can stand strong together. So tell me, are you ready to squat up? We've been talking a lot about how important it is for a squad to stick together. But that's never more true than when life gets a little chaotic. And it sometimes does. Have you ever gone ice skating, roller skating, rollerblading? Sometimes life can feel as out of control as you probably felt the first time you put on a pair of skates. It feels like like gravity is against you. In our friendships, we tend to stand or fall together. Sometimes literally. Whether you were roller skating, sledding, walking down a flight of stairs. Has a friend ever tripped you up? Literally. Other people can trip us up, which is fine when the results are funny and only slightly painful. But sometimes people can trip us up in more important and destructive ways, like when we are influenced to make poor decisions or adopt others' negative attitudes or their perspectives or change our beliefs or values to imitate somebody else's. Sometimes people can trip us up and sometimes we can trip up others too. There are so many reasons why we need people to have our back, like when we do something dangerous or not that smart, or we're struggling, hurting, or feeling alone, or questioning what we believe. Is there a time when friends protected or helped you that you can share? You know, Jesus' followers aren't perfect, and God's family often has a lot of issues to work out. But I talk about these stories in our series because we need to be reminded how the church can function when it's at its best. Today, we'll finish our journey through the book of Ephesians and our conversation about how God's family is supposed to work when it's at its best. First, though, let's do a quick recap. Remember, when we talk about the church, we're not talking about a building or an event. We're talking about people all over the world who follow Jesus. This book we're reading, Ephesians, is originally a letter written by a man named Paul who wanted to help early Jesus followers figure out how to be God's family, both in how they related to God and how they related to each other. This letter was written to a whole community of people. It was meant to be read together and discussed, just like we're doing here today. Today, we're going to look at chapter six, where Paul had one final word for the Jesus followers in Ephesus. Here he reminded them that if they were going to stand strong in their faith, they were going to need some protection. Today we're reading in Ephesians chapter 6, and I'm starting in verse 10. 
It says, Finally, let the Lord make you strong. Depend on his mighty power. Put all of God's armor on. Then you can remain strong against the devil's evil plans. Our fight is not against human beings. It is against the rulers, the authorities, and the powers of this dark world. It is against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly world. So put on all of God's armor. Evil days will come, but you will be able to stand up to anything. And after you have done everything you can, you will still be standing. So remain strong in the faith. Put the belt of truth around your waist. Put the armor of godliness on your chest. Wear on your feet what will protect you to tell the good news of peace. Also, pick up the shield of faith. With it, you can put out all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Put on the helmet of salvation and take the sword of the Holy Spirit. The sword is God's word. At all times, pray by the power of the Spirit. Pray all kinds of prayers. Be watchful so that you can pray. Always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Pray also for me. Pray that whenever I speak, the right words will be given to me. Then I can be bold as I tell the mystery of the good news. Because of the good news, I am being held by chains as the Lord's messenger. So I pray that I will be bold as I preach the good news. That's what I should do. You know, Paul talked a lot about protection from our enemy, but what do we need protection from? How does our enemy attack us? We mentioned some of those ways earlier. We might need protection from doing something dangerous, destructive, or not super smart, experiencing hopelessness, fear, loneliness, or losing or walking away from our faith in Jesus. In the Greco-Roman world, of the first century, which is when Paul was writing this letter to Ephesus, Rome had conquered much of the world. So there were Roman soldiers everywhere. And since they were invaders and conquerors, most people didn't like them. Now for early Christians, Roman soldiers were disliked for even more reasons. Number one, the Roman government had played a role in Jesus's crucifixion. And number two, the Roman soldiers were actively imprisoning, threatening, harming, and even killing followers of Jesus. With that in mind, Paul did something interesting. He used the imagery of Roman armor, which is an image early Christians would have associated with their enemy, to tell the church they needed some armor of their own. But it wasn't the kind of armor they might have expected. If you're taking notes, write these six things down. There's six pieces of armor Paul tells us to wear. Number one, the belt of truth. It's a reminder to keep God's truth close to us where we can always reach it. The belt is a part of armor that holds all the other pieces of armor in place. God's truth can protect us. Number two, the breastplate of righteousness. It's a reminder to follow Jesus, not just in our words, but also in our actions. When we choose what's wrong instead of what's right, we leave ourselves vulnerable to serious damage. But we can be protected by choosing to act righteously and receiving God's gift of righteousness through Jesus. Number three, the shoes of peace. They remind us that we always need to be ready to share the good news of Jesus, that we can all know God through Jesus's death and resurrection. Number four, the shield of faith. It keeps us protected from lies that try to tell us Jesus isn't who he says or that he won't do what he says he will do. Sometimes we can believe lies not only about God, but about ourselves too. 
Maybe somebody's words or actions have turned into messages you continue to replay in your mind about your identity, worth, or your purpose. But because you have the shield of faith, you no longer have to believe lies about God or you. Number five, the helmet of salvation. It's a reminder that our thoughts can be our greatest battlegrounds, but God has already won that battle for us. Because salvation comes through Jesus, we can believe and trust that our battle of sin has already been won, even when we're struggling to stand strong. Number six, let's finally talk about the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. In actual life or death situations where the early Christians were being imprisoned and murdered by their enemies, isn't it interesting that Paul says their greatest weapon was the word of God, the Bible? You know, no matter what attacks we face, Paul tells us we can protect ourselves by holding tight to everything God has said and the Holy Spirit has revealed to us. Paul told us, put on every piece of this armor. Maybe that's because he knew we would tend to ignore or just toss them aside. Imagine what would happen if we were all in a battle but had forgotten some or all of our armor. Even the best trained armies wouldn't survive that long without protection. If you're running around with just a belt and a helmet, and I'm next to you with only my shoes and a sword, I don't think we stand much of a chance. If we're going to stand strong, we need all of our armor. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I don't know the details of every battle being fought by who's listening to this message. And I don't know what kinds of battles we will face this year. But no matter what challenges come our way, I believe we can face them together because that's what God's family does. If you're fighting a battle you're not sure you can win, let's hear it. We can hold you up and guard your back. If you think you've already lost whatever battle you've been fighting, I ask, please don't give up yet. Remember, Jesus has already won your battles for you. And if you see someone else in God's family fighting a battle, you know what to do. Here are three ways we can stand strong together. Number one, put on your armor. Don't just toss it aside. Don't just ignore it. Suit up every day in God's protection because you're not the only one at risk if you don't. We all are. We need each other. And don't be afraid to ask for help if you're struggling to get your armor on. Number two, help someone else with their armor. If you see someone else on the battlefield who seems to have forgotten a piece of their armor, help them. Number three, pray. Like Paul asked the Ephesians to do, pray for each other. A prayerless life is a powerless life. We are called to live a life fueled by God's power. You don't have to pray long, but don't go long without praying. Sometimes we'll all face battles that seem overwhelming and some that seem impossible. But no matter what kind of battle you face, I hope you remember this. You don't have to fight your battles alone. Someone needs you to fight alongside them. Jesus has already won the war and we're on the winning team. Because of what God has done to rescue and equip us, we can stand strong together. Well, hey there, you're still listening. You are the true MVP. Give yourself a nice pat on the back. 
We as a ministry for today's youth pour our heart into these episodes. And when someone goes all in and listens to everything we've got, it makes our heart shine. So thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, share it with a friend. Send them a text or a snap and feel free to post us on your story. Let us know what you thought about today's episode. You can send us an audio message on Anchor. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks again for joining in and spending some time together. We can't wait to see you again. Check out what else we've got for you at stephen.org slash youth. And remember, God loves you no matter what. See you soon.